You're listening to another hope-filled podcast from Life. For more information about our church, visit lifenz.org. You know, last Sunday, I shared a message in Central and I want to take some of that and share it today because I kind of feel like it's a now word and the team are free to go. It's this thought that we are commissioned to seed the supernatural. Let me say it again. If you're a believer, then God wants you to have the experience and the wonder of the supernatural working in your life. I look at that and I think, God, we've seen so many supernatural things happen, whether it's been in a physical healing or your provision when you called us to step out into the unknown. But I believe that we are not anywhere near experiencing the level of the supernatural that we should be experiencing. And so I look at that and I'm a realist in one sense and I'm a faith person. You can have both together and say, so some things are not working. What do we need to change? How do we need to move forward? It's an amazing thing that February, I think it was, or March last year, so 2019, I felt God put on my heart to name 2020 a year that was framed under faith is. The world didn't know that COVID was going to turn up. You and I didn't know that we would experience something that we have never experienced in our lifetime. And yet God in His foreknowledge was saying, Paul, name 2020, faith is. In other words, this is not a season for us to look at circumstance and allow the circumstance to dictate to us what will happen, but rather we are to step forward and live lives where we activate faith. So many people are buckling to circumstances and people are saying to me all the time, in fact, through COVID, I don't know, I might've had scores of phone calls from international pastors going, what are we gonna do? What what, what are you doing? It's kind of like the challenges we never expected this. I said, you've got to do what God told you to do. What happens around you doesn't change what is happening on the inside of you. People have said, well, what about legacy? Is the church believing to raise X amount of dollars so that we can from 2021 on have $20 million worth of community impact? I said, well, that's not my idea. That was God's idea. So I'm still standing going, it can't seem to happen naturally, but God, you can make it happen. If this is in your heart, then we're leaning in and we're gonna believe that what we're seeing or what we're feeling or what people are saying is not who we live by. But this thought of, Literally, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. In other words, faith doesn't come because you're in an environment of words, but it's what you hear. So when you leave church and you go, hey, hey, pastor, great word today. It really doesn't mean much unless you heard something. Because it's not just the environment of you today that's gonna change you. It's what becomes the center of who you are. Because once you hear something from God, it establishes a new level of authority. 29 years ago, you know the story, Marie and I left Australia, I'm a Kiwi by birth, and we went because God said, go. And we said, well, God, if you want us to go, Bex and Johnny are hearing another word similar to it, go. And it's like, well, it doesn't really make sense, but God, if this is your go, then I've got to believe that the going, come on, the hearing is gonna unlock a supernatural plan that you have and you need to activate. See, faith needs a catalyst. If you know anything about glue or resin or, you know, uh, anything about uh, paint, uh, the things that become the hardest are a two-pot. You've got the essence of what it is, but when you add the catalyst, it becomes more resilient than ever before. I, I believe there's a lot of Christians that have a belief in God, but a very little level of faith. 
And so God wants you to be a carrier, me to become a carrier of the now Word of God. And there's no better time, I reckon, than a time of loss, of lack, of limitation, of fear echo everywhere to go, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. And so I'm believing that we are going to see a breakthrough. Personally breakthrough, church breakthrough, community breakthrough. Come on, somebody get excited about it. It's kind of like all we need, according to the Bible, is to accept, to hear that harvest reflects seed. So seed is what creates the harvest. It's the catalyst that causes the harvest to be born. And Jesus teaches again in Matthew 13. He says, here it is. You want to know what the kingdom of heaven is like? A lot of you have seen religion. But you want to know what the kingdom of heaven is like? It's like this. It's like a mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field. Like I said, you're going to high five a great message or a great podcast, but unless you become a receiver of it and you sow it into your field, it's going to have no long-term destiny. That's why some Christians never change because it's like, oh yeah, that was cool. No, what's God saying to you today? What, what does God want to settle in your heart? You've got to sow it in your, in your soil, in your field, even though it's the least of all seeds. Well, I'll really be able to get a breakthrough when I get something enormous. God says it's not in the enormous. A mustard seed was well known in the day. It's the smallest of all seeds. Yet when it's allowed to grow, it becomes bigger than herbs. It becomes a tree that becomes a resting place for other birds. Wow. Your future, whether you see it or not, is to become a tree. To help others that don't have what you have. And God wants to take us on this journey of valuing and activating the seed because that is what unlocks this harvest, this potential. I've come to realize that seeding is about personal responsibility. And yet harvest is about divine response. Could it be that God needs your activated seed as permission for him to respond rather than go, well, I'm going to see what God does. And God says, I'm still waiting for you to take and value the seed. You go, yeah, but I, I ain't got much. Talking to Pastor Johnny and Bex and it's kind of like, you know what? We've got clarity around some things that are enough for us to make a big step, but we can't. We don't know what it all looks like. And let's go, is this a God seed? Because if it's a God seed, that's enough to happen. You, you go on, you read the same response of Jesus when the disciples in Matthew 17 have a dad come with a son who's demon-possessed and the demon would cause the son to try and throw the boy into the fire to destroy. And he, dad's at the end of it and he hears about Jesus speaking that God can change anything. So he brings his son to those that are at the 11 o'clock service up at Life North. Didn't bring it to the pastor, brought it to the people and said, the kingdom of heaven says the supernatural power, would you heal? They could not deliver him. And uh, Jesus, here's the disciples, they come to him in private. Notice this. Why could we not do it? Why are we not seeing the supernatural? If you're not seeing the supernatural, my encouragement to you like me right now as senior pastor of life, I'm going, God, we're not seeing enough. Reveal to us the roadblocks. Don't be so insecure that you can't ask the right questions. Because I got a sense of urgency that we should be known on planet earth as God followers to be people you go to to see the supernatural. 
You go, but that's not me. No, you got the seed. God promises. So you've got to take the seed. And so they say, Jesus, why is it not working? Verse 20, Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief. You're not a carrier of the Word. You're just a believer at a distance. And so when it's not happening, you, you go, well, it's never going to happen. COVID, oh, it's going to destroy the church. No, it's not. Jesus said He'll build His church. Yeah, 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 but I just lost my job. Where's God in that? Maybe God's preparing you for something more special. And so don't allow the negative. No, you've got unbelief. Assuredly, I say to you, all you need is faith of a mustard seed. Yeah, a seed that you can hardly see. And then you're going to talk different. You're going to say to this mountain. You're not going to be aligning to the fear and all of the stuff you're reading on the internet all the time. You're going to begin to quote the Word of God like Jesus did in the wilderness. You're going to say, yeah, but it is written. However, by the way, this kind of demonic power does not go out except by prayer and fasting. In other words, this is not an altar call, turn up and see what happens. You're going to have to go to a depth in God. And I feel like God's saying that to me, Paul, you've got to come deeper. Paul, if you're going to see the supernatural, it's kind of like it's going to take more than just a lot of externals. There's going to have to be some internal. Because there's a supply that's deeper. Once you touch that, isn't it amazing? We have to come to the end of ourselves before we go looking for that. It's getting quiet in here. So I'm going to ask Johnny and Bex to come up and join me. I think they deserve a hand. As our campus pastors. Love you guys. Come and take a seat. You guys be seated. Yeah, we do. It's a good day for me. I get to hug him a few times because I was here in the first service as well. But, uh, you know, this thought of seeing the supernatural and Jesus spins it on its head a fairly big way to say, you know, you, you just really are not an absolute carrier of something from God. You kind of believe that God can do it, but you don't believe that God can do it through you. And that thought for me is something that's pretty deep. You know, I would put it like this, that seeding the supernatural is literally maintaining a depth of belief. That it's not just subject to what we see and feel naturally, but something that we know, that we know. Jesus said to the disciples very clearly in verse 20 of Matthew 17, he said, you know, this is not happening for you because of your lack of belief. You know, when you guys came and saw me a little while ago now and said, hey, Papa P, we need to talk about some things. And then they said, we kind of feel like God is putting on our hearts that we should move to Topol. And for me, it was a bit of a shock. And again, but we wouldn't want to go, is what you said. If, if you don't feel it's God for us, which is a huge thing. And, and yet then I'm in a strange position because I've got to hear everything from God. <laughs> and I'm a human that doesn't hear clearly all the time from God because I don't think God actually wants us to hear everything. He wants us to trust him. So I went back to you and said, what I need to know to give you blessing is that you know. There's a depth of 
belief that's on the inside of you. Talk, talk to us a little bit about that, Johnny. Yeah, completely. Uh, I suppose when it comes to even the idea of hearing from God, it can be quite foreign to many of us, um, or it can be really different between individuals. And so it can be quite subjective, yet, as Pastor Paul said out of Romans, it does talk about you know, that uh, you know, faith comes from hearing, and hearing from the Word of God, and so our primary base always has to be His Word. And for us, it, for me personally, it doesn't always happen like that, but I was quite thankful in this situation that in a personal moment with God and devotion and time with Him, I really felt like God spoke really clearly to me uh, out of Hebrews 11, the story of Abraham, uh, to kind of leave, leave where you are and go to a place that I'll tell you, and when you're there, uh, live there by faith. And so, you know, that was the catalyst seed, picture, uh, word that really God started to speak to us about. And I was able to share that with Bex, and Bex cried a lot. Um, but, uh, you know, I think as we develop a relationship with God, the hearing from God and being able to confirm that is God um, has outworked itself in many ways. One from, I, I trust that uh, He's with me. I trust that through many experiences of salvation to other moments where I've had moments with God and I've like, okay, God, this, I know this is you. And that's been walked out with friendships. It's been walked out with a sense of community. It's been walked out with our pastors. And, you know, I've mentioned this before, but I guess what I've learned along that journey is that uh, whether it's depth or whether it's faith, I think it both is individual and corporate and in my journey, I've never separated those two things. Uh, not that I've been too scared to make a decision on my own, uh, but we know that wisdom comes from a multitude of counsel. So, so does faith. And actually confirmation of that faith step and faith journey, uh, I've always lent on that um, to, uh, I guess, make better decisions in faith. And a kind of active faith to me has always been actually um, doing that with, with people and journeying with people on some of those decisions. So... Big one. Anything to add? Oh, no, he said it pretty good. <laughs> um, I think, like what Johnny was saying, though, around the hearing and how it can be different, I think there's a beauty in that Jesus, he wants a relationship with us. So hearing his voice becomes clearer as the more that you get to know him. So I think in these moments, um, so Johnny had that confirmation through the word, and I had this moment when Johnny rang me and said, I've just heard, um, I've just been spending time with God and I know where to move. And before he finished his sentence, God spoke to me very clearly, said to Topo. And so I already knew what was happening. Um, and I think it's that journey of knowing his voice and getting to know his voice that when you hear you, like, it can't have been anything else. Um, so I think that, yeah, that confirmation through different avenues has been helpful. You know, I, th I do think sometimes we think, hey, um, if God's leading us, there's going to be bright lights everywhere yeah. and there's going to be big expressions and explosions. You know, the lightning's going to spell it out in the sky. And, it's, yeah. and God does do that on occasion. But you know, often I was sharing last week that God will use something we don't think is worth much. And so when you talk about seeding the supernatural, God uses a few smooth stones. The story of David and Goliath, it's an amazing story of a teenage boy that literally was more hungry for God than anything else. 
And so he had seven older brothers. His brothers, if you read the story, even of his anointing by Samuel to become king, he wasn't even in the house. He was out in the country looking after his dad's sheep. But of course, as the sun would set and he had no light, but the campfire, he'd look up and he'd see the majesty of the stars and he'd pull his harp out and begin to sing. Then sings my soul, my saviour God to thee. Whether it was those exact words or not, it was an expression of crying out for God and his word. And so when this teenage boy was confronted with a lion, his response was automatically, God's got this. And so he took the lion out and the bear out. And now dad called for him because all of his brothers were fighting the Philistines and they had gone into camp. And dad wanted to know how they were, the boys were. And so he arrives and there's all of the Israelites in church singing the songs. And then the Philistines were on the other hill and in between them was a valley and there was Goliath who was just a freak of nature, almost 10 feet tall. And Goliath would stand and scream at God's people saying, "Ah, gotcha, checkmate, send me a man. If he defeats me, if he could, then we'll serve you. But if I defeat him, you'll serve me. For 40 days he did that. And this little boy turns up and we think it was the stone that killed Goliath. It wasn't the stone. It's what the stone represented, which was secret place authority. So when the pressure comes, it's what you've done in secret that determines what level of authority you have. If you turn up to church, oh, well, we can do it this week, you know, weather's not too cold. And, or we're one that comes every week, but we don't go deep and get the word from God. Topor. I think Beck says, where's that? I, I know where Taupo is. No, she didn't. She's told me off for years about using Taupo, not Topo. <laughs> when you get to my age, you can get away with anything. But it's like, okay, so God's saying that. So when they came to me and go, this is it, I'm going, well, as I said, it's, it's new to me. But if you've heard from God. See, it's not the size of the stone in your hand. It's the fact that these smooth stones come from being in a river for a long time. And sometimes we think we can turn up and just launch into the supernatural and God's saying, no, there is a place that you've got to get to which is secret authority. Where you become a carrier of the word of God and 29 years, we haven't got everything right, but we've made huge decisions time and time again because we heard from God. Still, it seems impossible, much of what God's asking us to do. But it's like, no, it's not questioned because God said we can do it. Come on, I'm talking to everybody today. That again, hear great inspiration and words and great environments, but that secret place authority, because as David comes, you know, again, did you know that King Saul called on David because when King heard David play, the anointing of God hit him. So he had something of heaven on the inside of him. Not fear. He had something that could counteract fear. It wasn't what was happening in the current circumstances is what God was bringing him to. So he turns up and when he looks, 40 days, there's not one person responding. Dave says, I'll go. Then listen to what he says. For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? (laughs) 
He goes on, he says, you come to me with a sword and a spear and a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, whose army you have defied. You might look at my stones, you might look at my size and say, would you send me a boy? No, I've got secret place authority. And when we become a carrier of that, when you guys hit the wall in Topol, it's going like, but God, you spoke. And so I'm following what you asked me to do. And as you do that, God begins to move powerfully. It's kind of like, how, how have you found yourself? Because you're facing things like, hey, we're going to be away from family for you. You're going to family, which you've always felt a depth of going, God, I want to be used to see my family come to Christ and know the God that I've found. But how do you protect what God gives you on the inside? I mean, how do you fight to keep the volume of that louder than the other stuff? Um. I think there's a similar to what I was saying before, the, the knowing. And I think that yep. there's a lot that, so we talked to Pastor Paul at the end of last year. And then we didn't know around COVID season. So that brings a whole lot new, more confusion of what, you know, what is the environment down there and job opportunities and all of that kind of thing. And I think coming back to the, the knowing and um, I remember Pastor Scott talking to us one day about it is, the moments where God speaks clearly and God has guided us as we've explored and um, like allowed our heart to open towards the community of Topo. He's spoken a few clear things like around the suburb that we're to live in and things like that. And I remember Pastor Scott saying, just remember those moments and when there's confusion and things, remember the times where God has spoken clearly. Um, I think that one of the advantages with that is the journey that we've been on with God over years is that you, you see that we've been in quite a, um, I don't know if you'd call it murky, but you know, our boys with respiratory issues for the last five years is there's been nights where you have to rely on what God is speaking in that moment of decisions to make. So I think that, you know, as in different seasons, God's prepared us around how do you kind of quieten the noise and quieten the, the concern or the hurt around leaving family and leaving career opportunities up here and things like that. Yeah, I think, you know, I'm lucky I've got Bex because she's the one that keeps reminding me that this is God. <laughs> um, so for any husbands out there, lean on the wife. Um, you know, but uh, I think, you know, I've kind of mentioned in the you know, what I was just saying before, but I, I've journeyed with God enough to know, know him. And sometimes it's just a depth of knowing his voice that re you can really lean on. And, you know, I've said to many people before, you know, without God, the wheels do come off. Um, not for you, for me. You know, like, you've got your own journey, but my journey is when I don't trust and lean on God and spend time with him, the wheels come off. And uh, that's been a reality many times, and there's been many failures, and there's been many times I've... I've made the wrong decision or done something I, I couldn't. Have, I could have done better, and um, but being able to make decisions in a community of faith um, provides a, a lot of anchor and foundation and authority to launch out of, and you know that's what's given me the biggest uh, confidence in what the next step looks like is actually being able to do life over many years with a lot of different people who have seen us day in day out, week in week out where those relationships and those interactions and to obviously lean on a Pastor Scott and Pastor Paul along that journey um, have given us the confidence that, you know, God does want to use us. 
that this isn't just a thing we've made up, but actually it's a, it's a promise and something that's been seeded a long time ago that is coming to fruition now. And for a lot of us, there's seeds. There's seeds already planted, and it's just what you do with that seed. And, you know, we've mentioned before, but many years ago that I had this inkling. I was like, I think one day I'll, I'm going to end up back home. And that's just a seed that we've stored. We've protected, but we've stored it. And, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a time for every season. Um, and it's this season now that this has come back up. And we just haven't been able to shake it or get rid of it. Um, and so I guess a confidence in knowing that the timing's right with wisdom uh, has been a real catalyst uh, to move forward with it. And when you come to that place that you know, then you know God's got everything. That's to do with it. There's loss. We're going to miss you guys. Yet we're not so far that we can't connect. And whether you like it or not, I will be your pastor. Um, we go way back. And... and and I think, but I think for all of us, it's kind of, so what level of secret place authority have we got? If fear is dictating, circumstances is dictating, it, it should drive you to find a well and dig it deeper. That's the now word from God. We can't live on the basis of what God has done. We have to live in what God is doing. And that's that now word from God. And I think sometimes we, we don't realize these few smooth stones that's not the power of just practicing your sling it's it's realizing that when you have that depth of conviction because of your depth of belief you let the stone fly remember it hit Goliath in the forehand everything about its momentum should have pushed him back and yet he fell on his face and what happens is when you get something from God and you hang on to that God turns up and slaps Goliath on the back of the head and you walk away going, look, I beat Goliath. You didn't do nothing, mate. <laughs> you just unlocked secret place authority that releases supernatural. As soon as you start taking the credit, you've lost perspective. But there has to be obedience and there has to be that depth of belief and conviction. I said last week too, I've learned that another seed of the supernatural comes out of valuing what seems small. Most of us look at ourselves as small. What we have is small. We think that couldn't make any difference. And I won't take much time over this, so I'll just quickly skirt over it because I've te taught on this before. But 1 Kings 17 is a story of a widow that has got a little bit of flour and a jar of oil, and she has a son basically only able to make her last meal and they're going to die. There's no government assistance. There's nothing she has that can help support her. It's the end of her life. God sends Elijah, which is the man of God, to Zarephath where she is and says, she will provide for you. And so he turns up, sees the widow with some sticks and he says, oh, that must be her. So he says to her, excuse me, ma'am, would you get me some water? And she says, yes, sir. Then he throws in as she's going for the water. Oh, by the way, bring me, bake me a cake, bring me a cake. And she says, stop. As the Lord your God lives, I've only got a little bit of flour. That's a memory. And a little bit of oil. And then we die. Don't wipe it off, it's precious. A little bit. But God. You, you can't turn this around. 
And you know what? Elijah says the most ridiculous thing from a man of God. You bake me a cake first. This is the thought. You need to surrender what you see as your security. If you want the supernatural, surrender it. Bake it first. Look at me. Popper over many years. Do what God's Word says to do. And you watch what He will do. Yeah, but I only got a little. Let it go. If He says let it go, let it go. Go to Topor. What the flip says Becks? Your family might be here. I don't even like the place yet. What the heck, God? You want me to go to Auckland? Three kids under five. I left New Zealand. But what happened when you surrender your security is God brings the supernatural. Hear me today. But it's only a little bit. doesn't matter if God says, put it first. Things are going to change. And as you begin to do that, you find that your security now is not in stuff. And that's, that's your journey. It's kind of like, well, what work will we do? and How will we provide? I'm going, well, if God gave you that secret place authority, then just keep surrendering your security because God delights to take the smallest of seeds. Come on. And create something that others can see. And I think that is what God is wanting to do. And For you guys, I just want to encourage you right now with the things that you can't see. Remember that God's already in the future. And there are people that are going to come to Christ, family members that are going to come to Christ because you heard from God and there came a point where you let go of your security. That doesn't mean that all of us have to let go of everything we've got. We've just got to make sure what we do have does not become our security. But the Word of God leads us on. And that's the point of a breakthrough. Anything else you want to add to that? Yeah, I think you know, our, our, my journey personally has been very transparent. It's, you know, I, I came into this church in 2007. Uh, new believer. I got saved right here. And, you know, over those years, all I've had is my yes. That's all I've had. I've, I've seen too much what it's been like to live without God. Yeah. And, you know, our faith is what we live on. Yeah. It's the anchor in which our life should be, should be held together with. And, you know, the... The reality is, is that, you know, both of us have always felt underqualified to do what we're doing. We've always felt like we don't have what it takes. We've always felt like we're not the right people. Like, surely, Pastor Paul, there's other people that can do this. If you saw the the internal turmoil that I go through, every time I need to get on stage or do something in front of people, you just wouldn't believe it. But what we have learned and what we've got confidence in is that, If God says yes, if you step into it, then He'll open a way and He'll make a way for it to happen. And, you know, the last few weeks I've been blaming this whole thing on Pastor Paul. (laughs) Because like for us, like many of you, He's given us the trust and confidence to really step into what God has for us. He's laid a platform and a foundation and an anchor uh, to keep going, to do it for God, to step into His kingdom and make that the priority of the way that we live our life. And that hasn't always been easy. This is not easy. There's been many tears and uh, many whys and many questions. But when it comes back to the seed that God planted, 
when it comes back to the knowing and the knowing, back to His Word, the promise that we're standing on, uh, we know that this is the right thing and that God's moving in this. And so we can't thank you enough to pass Paula Marie. We just can't. This is horrible. <laughs> oh my goodness. Thank you. Um, <laughs> thank you for everyone who just trusted us over the last kind of five years um, to be here. There's so many names and so many people, the likes of Rich and Sandy. Anyway. He hardly ever cries. It's always on stage he cries. And I, as a therapist, I've tried to get him to cry more about other things, and it hasn't worked. So you may think this is not, it's not. Um, but I think it is that community of people I'm intentionally not trying to look at faces because I'll just become a mess as well. I think there's something interesting around when you know your season's um, shifting is that you, you're glad that you've planted your seed here. You're glad, glad that you've planted your roots here and you're glad you've invested this time because everything else doesn't really matter. Um, but there's also that, like, I wish I had... You know, you start to see the value of it more when you're like, I'm not going to be able to be part of this. So any encouragement is, like, get planted. Um, meet with people. This community is amazing. Um, invest your time. It's, you know, that's where the riches are, is your time. And, like, Johnny became a Christian here. I've been part of this church pretty much since it started. So being able to um, build in your leadership and your growth within your relationship with Jesus, this is a great environment for all of that. So we will miss you all, um, and we really appreciate all of you. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from Life. If you have questions or want to contact someone about this message, visit lifenz.org.